0: My dad always would say to me, do what you're good at, because you're going to enjoy it. If you find something that you're good at, you're going to enjoy it. That doesn't mean you take the easy option. Like every day is a freaking creative challenge. Like I am never unchallenged. I'm never bored, but I'm playing to my strengths. And that makes you feel good. And that means all the things that you give up and you sacrifice, like time i.e. with your kids, are worth
1: it. Feeling shaky after maternity or another long leave from work? Comeback Coach is the Wobbly Bottom podcast about kick-ass comebacks with coaching psychologist Jessica Chivers. She's exactly what you need when you're riding the return to work rollercoaster. In this comeback episode, we hear about the wobbly moments and successes of someone who's made a comeback. Jessica also hosts longer coach episodes where we eavesdrop on a one-time coaching conversation. Hello, my guest today is Sally Williams, a journalist at ITN who presents the weather and reports for ITV London News. She returned to work after her third child and having had a career break in the US when her husband's work for ITN took them there. She got a call from her boss when her daughter was four and a half months old asking if she'd consider coming back freelance one day a week. She did, and she's now a permanent member of the team doing work she loves. I had a big smile on my face all the way through my chat with Sally. She really is a born storyteller and complete entertainer, and I think you're going to love it. If you've been listening to Comeback Coach a while, you'll know it forms part of our Comeback Community employee experience, designed to keep you feeling confident, connected, and cared for when you take any kind of extended leave from work. If you think your organisation needs to improve the way it cares for people taking maternity, Share parental, adoption, sick leave, or any other kind of work break, I'd be really grateful if you tell your head of HR or chief people officer about this podcast and send them a link to comebackcommunity.co.uk. Before we dive in, I'd like to say a big thank you to our season three sponsor, Raiden Solicitors. Raiden's is an award-winning Times Top 200 family law firm who have sponsored Comeback Coach from the very beginning. I'm truly thankful and absolutely love the way you encourage talented, legal, bright minds to work flexibly and the way you embrace people coming back to the law after a break. Raidens, I salute you. Right. Let's go meet Sally. Sally, it is so good to be here with you. And, you know, if people could see us, we... Really did get the memo today, didn't we? I can't believe we both rocked up in exactly the same shade of blue t-shirt and jeans. Wise minds, wise minds. Indeed and we've got over our technological hitches and we're dealing with the fact that your camera on your laptop. Four hours later. Well you know the thing that really gets me though is why on laptops has some idiot put the camera near the keyboard and not I have to say, what is that?
0: you're absolutely right. The first thing you learn in telly is never let someone film looking up at you. It's the most unflattering view ever. You go straight on or down and I'm clearly on the most unflattering view. So sorry about all the chins.
1: You don't have many chins. Well, they're coming
0: slowly. Oh,
1: oh coming. you saying that about chins. I was watching last night an episode of This Is Us. Have you watched that? No. You haven't watched This Is Us. Oh, it's, it's great. No. It's on um, Is it Netflix or is it? Amazon Prime anyway they do some fantastic prosthetics and they were switching between two time zones and I was thinking he really does look like he's got this huge chin and I thought he hasn't that's prosthetics that's really quite something anyway we should roll on with what we're here to talk about which is your comeback so you came back to ITN after five years on a career break so tell me about that.
0: I had my first baby in 2012, just after the Olympics in London. And to be fair, I never considered what on earth I was going to do once I ended maternity leave. I walked out the building and thought, well, I can't see myself popping back in here anytime soon. And I just had always wanted to be a mother. It was an absolute dream come true to have my first child. I know lots of people obviously want to be mums, but I just focused on it. since I was in my early 20s. And then as luck would have it, my husband, who also works for ITN, got a job in America during that year off. So I didn't have to worry about going back to work. We pootled off to the States and I didn't have a working visa and ITN looked after us. So I got the chance to have five and a half years of working. And it was interesting because I was out there with friends at the time who were Desperate to get back into work. And I just loved being a stay at home mum. But I did always have projects on the go. So I didn't do any journalism when I was out there, but I did start to write a lot of music, which is my hobby. And I did bits and bobs of kids' music and I did songwriting. So it did keep me busy. And then when we moved back to England, the financial situation changed somewhat. And I was pregnant with our third child. And the time arrived where I had to go back to work.
1: Okay. so what was going on in your head when your daughter, I think, was about four and a half months old when ITN rang you and asked you to come back? So what was happening in your life? You'd just come back. And what was going on in your head? I had three
0: kids who were sort of five years apart in age and the youngest was I think four and a half months. And my boss was on maternity leave. She had become my boss during the period I'd been away. We hooked up and she said, come on, Sal, come back. One day a week, come back freelance. And the stars sort of aligned. My husband was in a really stressful job and I thought, oh, maybe I should go back and sort of take a bit of the pressure off him. And a nanny became available because we do really long days. The only way to make it work was by having a nanny because you know nursery hours weren't enough. And then my boss was also saying, come back. And my husband turned around to me and said, if you don't go back now, no one's going to remember who you are. You've got to take this opportunity. And I was like, all right. And I do have an amazing boss. She's one of those people that you just want to do stuff for. She's infectious. And so I thought, all right, this is happening. I had a nanny for two days and my boss had said, come back one day. So on the second day, I thought, well, maybe I could do journalism and do my music. So then on the other day, I set up a tiny little business doing kids' music. So I, you know, played the guitar to them and did a bit of baby massage. And I love songwriting, so I was just writing numerous kids' songs, which are probably rubbish, but I was having a ball. So it was a lovely little balance, actually, those two days. One day freelance for our ITV. And during that time, it was really interesting when I went away I was doing a lot of sports stories, but I'd also been doing quite a lot of a range of stories like hard news, soft news. But when I came back off that five-year break into ITN for ITV London, I was very much found myself doing and finales nearly all the time. And I was so happy. It's as if something clicked and I was being encouraged by my colleagues, be yourself on screen, just be you, Sal, and it'll all work. And it was the first time I felt really happy doing the journal. I felt comfortable doing the journalism. But I think until then, I'd felt like, I don't know, like trying to be someone else or just
1: overly stressing it. It was interesting. Oh, OK. That's brilliant. So colleagues were telling you, just be you. Mm. And you sounded so animated as you told that story. And also, what a fantastic boss that you were able to go back and just do one day a week because for some people that's all they want to do initially or maybe a couple of days so that's quite unusual big up to your boss
0: yeah it was quite lucky to be secured one day freelance a week was amazing and I, and I don't underestimate how lucky I was to have that because then you can fix the child care and yeah she's a, a fantastic woman Yeah, I'm very lucky to have her.
1: Okay, so you've got two things going on. You've got the music going on, which sounds yummy and adorable, and being around babies and massaging them, that's brilliant. So what made you then decide to move away from the music? And what was the appeal then of going back to ITN rather than staying freelance?
0: A few things. I love the baby music. I couldn't do it five days a week. It was like I liked dipping into it, but I couldn't do it all the time. That was never going to be a full-time thing for me. And as much as I would love in my secret heart to be a pop star, <laughs> I don't have. The talents breaks my heart, but I'm not there. So that's something I've had to accept. (laughs) You and I could go and do karaoke
1: Um, together. I'm desperate to get friends to go to it. Not out in a karaoke (laughs) bar, but you know, I think it's called, is it called Lucky Voice? And it was set up by Martha Lane Fox. And they're bars with individual rooms where you can go and do karaoke, just you and your friends. And I'm desperate to do that.
0: As long as you know that I take it very seriously. You're, you're <laughs> a woman
1: who's done this, aren't you, Sally?
0: <laughs> I may have done it once or twice. <laughs> okay,
1: we, we need to do that.
0: And then, so what were we talking about? The fact that I was doing music and then an opportunity came up to slightly sidetrack and do the weather presenting and report at the same time. And because of the nature of doing weather, I wouldn't suddenly be doing the hard story or a court case. I would be firmly in the second half of the programme, doing and finally doing features, doing weather-related stories or doing fun stories, people stories. Now that played to my strength. Plus, I love the weather. And I thought this is a great thing I could get involved in, get a new specialism. And it just worked. And I thought, God, you know, I should have done this years ago, actually. Obviously, I couldn't do that job one day a week. That was a job that was offered to me. I was lucky to be offered it to be given some part time. It's four days a week, but it's actually three and a half. It's three long days and one half day. And on my extra day, I've got three kids. You know, I can't really be going back to the music as well. That it probably send me over the edge at the moment. So yeah. So I decided to go for the job of weather presenter and reporter, and I got it. And I haven't looked back. I've loved it.
1: I love that. So you mentioned the word strengths and part of our coaching work that we do with people coming back to work involves strengths profiling and getting them talking about their strengths. And you also said that you preferred to do the people stories and the features and not the heavyweight journalism. It's not to say that you can't do that and you're not skilled and equipped to do that, but it doesn't come as easily or feel as good. And that's the point about a strength is that a strength is not only something that you're good at, but it feels easy. It feels natural and it feels energizing. And thoughts on how people can maybe tap into their strengths or just talk to bosses Mm. about how they might want to use their strengths differently because there are far too many people struggling on in jobs that they are just feeling drained Mm. by.
0: I know and it's really hard isn't it I mean people say oh you've got to challenge yourself challenge yourself yes to what level to the point where you can't sleep at night or you're going to work feeling sick with fear I have only ever really in my life wanted to do broadcasting and journalism I've been on this path since I was 14 and yet I ended up having a bit of a love-hate relationship with it if you put me on top story doing hard news I will be feeling sick with fear it's fear of failure for me that's what it is it's sick with fear of failure and I did used to go into work terrified But obviously in journalism, there's the unknown of what you're going to be doing each day often. You don't know where you'll be. And that for me is very unsettling. Some people buzz off it. I actually find that incredibly unsettling. Now I have a bit more certainty and a little bit more structure. And that suits me very well. I know I'm going to be doing weather and I know I'm going to be doing a story that's likely to be a lighter feature. And that suits me. My dad always would say to me, Do what you're good at, because you're going to enjoy it. If you find something you're good at, you're going to enjoy it. That doesn't mean you take the easy option. Like every day is a freaking creative challenge. Like I am never unchallenged. I'm never bored, but I'm playing to my strengths. And that makes you feel good. And that means all the things that you give up and you sacrifice, like time i.e. with your kids, are worth it. So how do you find what you're good at? You need a good boss. You do. You do need a good boss or a good mentor, someone who reminds you what you're good at and says, do that, be that. There's always going to be some of the stuff that we don't want to do. I work in such a niche business. It's hard to imagine how this might apply to someone maybe who's a lawyer or something like that or an accountant or goodness knows, you know, marketing. But I have certainly felt so much happier doing this side of the job than what I used to do and it makes it all worth it.
1: Oh, and it shines through. And I know you are a believer in careers don't have to be linear. And we can do different things. We can deviate from the expected. We can be different to what our colleagues are doing around us. So say more about that, because I think listeners would really like to hear your thoughts. Well, people have said to me, have a specialism. And I guess I do have a specialism, which is
0: weather. one of my colleagues said, oh, if he was giving advice to youngsters, he would say, find a specialism early on. I am a generalist and I've learned to accept that. Sometimes it annoys me because I think I want to be super good at that. I want to be super good at that. But, you know, maybe my skill is that I'm okay at quite a few things and I'm not a master of one. I am a bit of a jack of all trades. And so I have to ride that wave. You know, I was saying to myself the other day, I did it live and I messed it up a bit. And I said, right, next time you've got to do this. I was like, Sully, you're 40 what do you think is going to suddenly happen? Are you going to suddenly change? Are you going to, like, no, you're not. This is who you are. Stop beating yourself up, woman. And just forget about it and crack on with the next day. And because I don't fit into one little box, you know, I am the person that likes to hedge my bets. I can't just have all my eggs in one basket because if I drop that basket, or if the fear of dropping that basket is too great for me. So I need to have my fingers in pies or my eggs in different baskets, whatever the flipping expression is, so that I can hedge my bets so that if something's going wrong in one world, I can fix it by having something going right in the other world. I think I've always done that. And I think that suits me and that keeps me balanced oh I just love your energy and I've got to admit I'm sitting here
1: I'm listening to you I'm just smiling like a Cheshire cat or grinning like a village idiot as my husband would say let's complimentary and everything that you're saying Sally I'm thinking that's going to be the clip that I put at the top of the episode that's going to be the clip because you're just sharing so much good stuff and you're being so honest I love it I want to pick up on something that you told me when we chatted a few months ago and you said that maternity leave is a gift what did you mean by that well I'm not going to say it
0: was all roses the first six weeks were you know (laughs) awful (laughs) I remember just thinking this is really disappointing this child doesn't sleep I can't breastfeed And I wrote an email to my best mate saying, this is not what I was thinking it was going to be. And then you get into a routine and it all settles down. And then I was like, okay, now I like it. And I managed to go off and do singing with a friend. And we did stupid things like entered X Factor, which by the way, was a disaster.
1: Where's the outtake? You know, I've got to see the outtake of this. Surely is something somewhere. We didn't make the edit. Our children
0: did, but we didn't. How offensive (laughs) is that? So we just had a bit of a lot. And it was just for me, I know everyone has a different experience, but for me, it was stopping doing what I've been doing my whole life and looking outside the box. And I tell you what else I had when I had that career break. And I remember saying to my husband, oh, i don't have that sunday night feeling anymore oh my god i can't tell you the relief because you know like i said i will be honest you know i do find work as much as i love it i find it quite scary and now i've got the sunday night feeling back again but not as bad Mm. as i used to have it (gasps) work tomorrow what if it goes
1: wrong what if i fail (laughs)
0: that is where I'm always at what if I fail
1: you give yourself a really hard time I think you have very high expectations don't you there's not a lot of wiggle room yeah, for I you do. to deviate from what you see as perfect
0: no no and I haven't got it sorted you know I'm always talking to myself I'm always having a word with myself but that maternity leave oh, I, I feel sorry for my husband he works very very hard and I think never had that break that change even if it's something that's difficult like having a baby and especially if your baby doesn't sleep or you've had problems it's still a change I think change is so good you know I'm so lucky I got it three times although to be fair the second two I I wasn't working at the time but I think if we're honest with ourselves it is
1: just good to have a career break Something different if you can weave it in. Completely agree. Completely agree. And the thing is, you talk about women having maternity leave. And of course, when you had your first, there was no such thing as shared parental leave. But now. I wouldn't have wanted to share it. Ah, and therein lies the problem, Sally. There are lots of women who don't want to share it. And I mean, don't get me on my high horse. Well, I'm, I'm on the high horse now. I'm on my soapbox. And that is, we ought to have a portion of leave that is exclusively for fathers on a use it or lose it basis so that it isn't about a woman giving Mm. up her entitlement and all manner of good things happen when men do take shared parental leave we know there are good outcomes for mothers in terms of there was a piece of research done in Sweden about when they tinkered with and changed their shared parental leave policy about when men could take the leave and they found that when men could take leave at the same time as their partner that the prescriptions for anti-anxiety medication went down, antibiotic medication Mm. usage went down, all these indicators when they were literally sharing the leave at the same time. And then we know that when men take leave by themselves and are put in sole charge, they're more likely, much more likely to continue to be actively involved in the household when, you know, when they say the children are older. So there's just so many good reasons. And Mm. when you talk about the gender pay gap as well, and how it impacts in organised Organizations, if men are stepping out and having similar amounts of time out but anyway that's for another podcast yeah. I want to hear from you lowest or wobbliest moment when you came back that third time
0: okay I'm going to be honest I have a bit of a wobble every day I still find it hard leaving my children and I could almost cry thinking about it. I mean, they don't make it easy. Mm. They stand at the window with their faces pressed against the glass and sometimes open the blooming window. Bye, mummy. Bye, mummy. And it goes on for like 50 yards while I get to the end of the road. And every day I'm like, Oh. This is rubbish. And then I get round the corner, put the headphones in and you crack on. I have a wobble every day. I won't deny it. I find that really
1: hard. Oh, thanks for your honesty. I wasn't expecting that. And what about a high point then when you came back? So here's the other thing. Journalism is one of those jobs where you have a bit of a
0: high almost every day With. Full of adrenaline it's like going on a roller coaster and just as most people are sort of calming down we're getting to fever pitch at half four five five o'clock so, oh my god I haven't finished my piece oh god I'm going on live on tv what am I gonna say and then if it goes well oh your adrenaline you're on top of the world and then you need to drink a glass of wine every night just to calm down so I do have a lot of highs I basically have a high anytime something goes well I'm quite easy to please.
1: <laughs> You're high on life, aren't you? You are high on life, Sally. I, I couldn't do it every day, the idea of going to perform every day. Well, I
0: couldn't do it every day. That's why I do it three and a half days. That's which, enough. Which days of
1: the week do you work?
0: Monday to Wednesday, full day. And on Thursday, I do a short day so that I can drop the
1: kids off and pick them up. Yeah, happy days. I always advocate for not working Wednesdays and having that break midweek just to reset, oh, refuel.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I I often wonder, I have Fridays off and then you have this long weekend, which on the one hand is nice, but on the other hand, then you've got to ramp it back up again on a Sunday. You're like, oh God, I haven't done anything. There's four loads of washing and no one's got any food for the week.
1: (laughs) Should have got (laughs) organised. You have been an absolute hoot. I've really enjoyed our chat. And before you go, you've got to share with me three Mm, summarizing thoughts or three top tips based on our conversation today for people returning to work after a career break?
0: Okay. Firstly, I would say we overthink it all, but really what matters are our families, the partnership with our partners and our children. That is the most important thing. You know, if the nuclear bomb went off tomorrow, that's what we'd care about. And then secondly, so my dad's full of great quotes. <laughs> And one of them he said to me was, you know what, Sal, life, what's it all about? Really, what it's all about is just finding something to do to fill the time before you die. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, thanks, Dad. But it's a great quote because you just got to find something to do that you enjoy, you know. And if you find something that you like, is it worth it? And if it's worth it, crack on. And if it's not worth it, if it's causing you too much stress, then you're in the wrong gig. Try and make a change. Try and find something else. And the third thing I would say is that if you are looking for a change and you're in complete stasis, you don't know what to do about it, just do one thing. Just pick up the phone or send an email because one thing leads to the next thing, leads to the next thing, leads to the next thing. So just do one thing. And if no one replies that email, do pick up the phone. I think the phone is, we've still got them, (laughs) and people respond to a conversation and good luck you will get there
1: oh Sally you've been a fabulous guest so high energy bright (laughs) engaging it's been brilliant so thank you for being my guest on this episode of Comeback Coach
0: it's such a pleasure thank you Jess
1: Oh that really was a hoot and what a fantastic way to open season three of Comeback Coach which is very kindly sponsored yet again by the award-winning family law firm Raiden Solicitors. Sally talking about that Sunday night feeling reminds me how my mum used to wish for me that I had a job that didn't involve Sunday night dread. She was a teacher and just loved what she did working with children with special educational needs in secondary schools and it sounds like Sally's father and my mum would have gotten along famously now i want to pick up on the mention i made of strengths in the coaching work we do with people coming back to work after a break it's incredibly affirming and confidence enhancing to spend time talking about your strengths and thinking about how you've used your strengths at work to accomplish particular things we use a tool called strengths profile and delving into coaches' strengths is usually something we do in the coaching session they have just before they go back to work Playing to your strengths is something I've written about in our career fuel guide to career progression and professional impact. It's a pithy practical read and you can download it now over at comebackcommunity.co.uk forward slash career fuel. If you think the return to work experience could be improved where you work, please message me jc at talentkeepers.co.uk. You can also direct your HR team to comebackcommunity.co.uk, where you'll find a couple of short films at the top of the homepage about why we've developed the Comeback Community Employee Experience and what it is. And if you want to chat to me about anything I've raised in this episode, then come and find me on Instagram using the handle at comebackcomuk. And I'll be really delighted to hear from you. And I'll put that in the show notes. Now, until next time, stay bright. And thank you very much for listening.